Hello everyone and welcome back. Long time no see here. <laughs> it's me, Josh Reach, uh, your host of Design Chat with Josh. This is obviously a revival, a resurrection of the podcast for a very special 2020 episode. Uh, kind of a check-in of sorts. I felt like since 2020 has been kind of a shitty year. Uh, It would be good to kind of revive this, share a little bit of my thoughts on 2020 and the design industry, uh, being a designer in 2020 in this pandemic world, and then what I think is going to be coming in the future uh, in this post-pandemic kind of lifestyle that uh, we're probably going to have to get used to maybe indefinitely, who knows. Um, So yeah, so I, I just, I know that everybody's been affected by this pandemic and in one way, shape, or form. Some of you have been affected way worse than others, and my heart goes out to every single one of you. Uh, Those of us that are still lucky enough to be working, it's not easy by any means. Uh, And so I just kind of want to make this episode to share some of my experience, let you know that you're not alone in this situation and and probably in some of the ways that you feel. We might have similar feelings and experiences with this uh, weird... Uh, new design world we live in. <clears throat> and so, it's, it, but the thing is, it will get better, right? And and that's kind of what this episode is about. It will get better. I'm going to vent, I'm going to share, I'm going to talk about stuff when it comes to design in 2020 and beyond. Uh, but also, I just want us to remember that it will get better. And uh, also, wear a mask, wash your hands, and uh, don't be an asshole. Avoid crowded spaces, seriously. We're never going to get out of this in the U.S. if you don't do your part. Uh, but <clears throat> that aside, let's jump in first to talking about the design industry. That's really where I, I want to begin, is just how the design industry has changed, how our roles as designers have changed, uh, and how I think this is going to have a more permanent effect. Uh, and then I also want to kind of get into working from home 100% of the time, which I know a lot of you are doing, I'm doing, I'm doing until at least 2021, uh, where I'm at now. Uh, and uh, I have a little bit of an interesting twist on my work from home situation, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, and then I also want to share just ways that I've stayed creative, ways that I've collaborated with my team. Uh, and then uh, just also kind of alleviate some of the pressure, I think, that that a lot of us designers have during having, you know, what, what is essentially a ton of downtime, right? Uh, and what it, you know, the pressure from the community, I think, to just always be making cool stuff and take this opportunity to learn new things, um, which I think is great. Uh, but I have some other thoughts on that, too. So let's get started. Let's jump in and uh, let's start talking about design again. Yes, yes, the design industry. This is, I know, a very broad and vague way to start this episode, but there's a lot to unpack, and I I think there's a lot of permanent changes that are going to be coming, um, and they're not necessarily bad either. Uh, I think actually a lot of them will be good. So let's let's just jump into this. Let's let's unpack this, right? Uh, so obviously, because of COVID, because of the work from home environment, because of the 
ridiculously crazy job market now because of all the unemployment. Uh, you know, the design industry, and that I know that's very broad, right? That's the design umbrella over many different industries. It's changed. Uh, and I'm going to talk mostly about the product design and kind of the UX realm as well. Uh, and, but I also, I guess, want to touch on a little bit of marketing and branding too, just because for those of you who don't know, uh, I was in marketing and branding as a graphic designer for about 12 to 14 years before switching my career about three years ago into product. And, uh, you know, so I still have a lot of connections. I have a lot of people I know that work in marketing uh, and, and I'll talk about this a little bit too, but even you know, my role, and I know other people who are in product have had to put some marketing hats back on, uh, some graphic design hats back on if they were ever a graphic design before, uh, graphic designer before. Uh, and, and we've had to, to kind of dive into that a little bit. So uh, it's definitely it's definitely changed, right? Uh, we blurred the lines, I think, at a lot of companies in terms of what people's roles and responsibilities are uh, from everything that I'm seeing. And, uh, you know, so really right now in this current pandemic world in the current covid world that we live in uh the the design industry i think has kind of solidified the fact that design is not just uh about the madmen style you know type of world of you know selling beautiful artwork and clever uh creative headlines uh it's it's not like that anymore uh in fact it's it's got to be data proven. It's got to be tied to revenue, um, but it's definitely got to look good too because <laughs> things are even more competitive now. You know, if it goes back to the thing that I've always stood by, you can have a, a great functioning product, but if it looks like garbage, people will abandon it like the first chance they get when something just as good and functional comes out that looks better because that you know, company put in the effort uh, to actually make it look good and be pleasing, be something that people can brag about, okay? Uh, for every product, I, I feel is, is kind of the, the situation. So, uh, but but that revenue generation and that, that tying to testing, improving, or at least tracking the work that you do and the impact it has uh, is even more important now in the industry. And I think that's gonna stick for a very, very, very long time. Uh, because people are caring less about kind of the aesthetics right now and they're caring way more about the bottom line and the revenue because everyone for the most part in the world is just trying to keep their heads above water uh, and, and the designers and companies unfortunately are often the first ones that are kind of thinned out right uh, and, and I think, you know, just like back in 2008, it's similar now where, you know, unfortunately graphic designers, marketing and branding tends to get cut back first. Uh, and then, uh, later on, uh, the product will end up getting cut as well. I mean, even some of the bigger companies, uh, like Uber, Airbnb, they've had a lot of cuts, uh, big companies that I, I thought would be somewhat okay, but I mean, it makes sense that, you know, a place like Airbnb is, is hurting. Uh, any hospitality uh, or any type of, uh, you know, frontline service, restaurants, stores, retail for certain is hurting. Uh, so there's going to be cutbacks no matter what. Uh, but I think, I think the big thing, uh, the big thing to remember though, is as hard as it can be, and I, and I know I've struggled with this a lot, you know, this is not a time for us to be 
choosy or to have egos when it comes to being a designer. Um, you know, I've had to put my marketing hat back on for a while now. Uh, and you know, it's, it's not what I am planning to do with my career. It's not what I want to be doing with my career, with my role. Uh, but I know how important it is. I know how important that work is. Uh, and so if you're in product and you're asked to do marketing or branding stuff, you know, don't, don't complain too much. I know a lot of you listening have probably lost your jobs and you're probably thinking, God, I'd do anything. I'd do marketing stuff again if I had to. Uh, and, you know, be grateful, right? Uh, but at the same time, I do think it's important that we don't forget our goals, right? Because as the industry is changing, our goals might shift a little bit, but our drive and our, our passion is not going to change, right? It's going to stay pretty much on course. And the... I guess the the path that I'm going on personally, and I'll, I'll talk about myself only because I'm, I'm hoping by sharing, again, by sharing my story, I'm hoping that this is going to hopefully resonate with some of you uh, and make you realize that you're not alone in this. Um, also, if you think I'm just, you know, absolutely crazy and out of my gourd, uh, tell me, you know, comment, DM me, uh, email me, whatever it may be. Um, you know, you can email me, chat at joshuareach.com if you don't want to call me out in public. Uh, you know, I'm open to it. Uh, this is a weird time, so we should all be very open-minded. Uh, but, you know, for me, it, I've, I've, I've stayed focused on my goal of being a product designer. And even though my career growth has kind of become stagnant during COVID, uh, even with switching new jobs, uh, it, it definitely is something I'm still striving towards improving, right? Uh, I'm, for instance, learning Figma right now, like really learning Figma. I started to play around with it like last year for a passion project, but now I'm actually like genuinely sitting down and learning it kind of like I would learn a program in design school. Uh, and I decided to go one step further too and live stream my experience learning Figma. So from the beginning of this new Figma journey, <laughs> where I'm actually recreating the Facebook design website in Figma uh, and I'm going to prototype it up in Figma and everything, try to get it exportable and, and all that and make sure it's you know developer ready. Um, I, I, I decided to live stream it first starting on Twitch, but Twitch doesn't really have like a huge design community in my opinion. Uh, so I'm just live streaming it on YouTube now. Uh, and it's a little weird. It's a little out of my comfort zone, but I discovered uh, during this, uh, and this is kind of a side note here, I'll kind of talk about for a minute, uh, something that motivates me, especially living alone during this pandemic and not being around people for months. I mean, occasionally being around, you know, a few friends or family members that have been taking the pandemic seriously. And, you know, we're just meeting at, you know, either each other's houses or each other's houses <laughs> and apartments. Um, but, uh, so the, the one thing though, that, that I learned during the pandemic is I got bored. So I started live streaming on Twitch, my video gameplay. Uh, so I was live streaming Fallout, uh, a few racing games, uh, a few other games on my, my gaming Twitch, right? And it kind of kept me feeling a little less lonely. Um, I know it's weird, right? Uh, it's not just the fact that I was chatting with people in the chat during my live stream, but even sometimes when there wasn't anybody watching at the moment um, and people would just watch later, 
during you know like a saved live stream i still talked through my gameplay and it made me feel a little less lonely even though sometimes i was just talking to myself so i took that motivation too of like you know where i wanted to stream more and more and ended up doing like a 12 hour fallout 76 you know video game marathon and i've decided to you know basically do that now in uh uh in a design aspect, a design realm, where I'm now streaming myself learning Figma. Later on, I'm going to stream some new little side projects, you know, just passion projects and things that I'm doing. Obviously not real client projects. That would be absolutely stupid to live stream. <laughs> but, um, you know, just little side projects and things that, that I wanted to, to create. And, uh, and you know, and, and I'm kind of finding that this is really, I don't know, it's, it's making me feel a little less lonely. It's motivating me to do something a little bit more, even though not a whole lot of people are watching it right now. Uh, you know, it's still fun. And I've gotten a few views on YouTube, right? And a few on Twitch, but not a whole lot. And that's okay. Um, you know, it's just, it's mainly for me. And then if by saving these live streams and this journey of me learning and figuring things out in Figma, maybe that'll help somebody down the road, right? Like we have a lot of free time on our hands right now um, for those of us that are staying home and being safe. So we've been watching a lot of live streams, been watching a lot of, uh, you know, Twitch, YouTube, whatever it may be. And uh, maybe this will be helpful. Maybe this will, will inspire somebody else to learn Figma or, you know, help teach somebody uh, when I start recreating my own projects uh, to, you know, hey, let's, uh, you know, this is how basically you should be designing a website or an app. Uh, for instance, I think I'm actually going to do an app as like the first uh live stream passion project. Uh, but the thing is, I'm still focusing on my, my product design goal, right? And I'm still hyper like focused on, on just growing as a product designer, even though the work right now, as important as it is, doesn't, it doesn't actually involve what a product designer should be doing. Right? So that's, that's just where I've been at, you know, and, and this is something where I think, you know, I know I'm not the only designer that is having to put on different hats and multiple hats and, you know, jump into things that they wouldn't normally have to jump into. Um, and so I want you to know you're not alone, right? I've, I've, I've heard from a lot of you. I've seen a lot of posts uh, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on, you know, Instagram, where people are just kind of venting and it's like, listen, like we have jobs right now. Um, so be, be grateful for that and understand that it, it the companies, our, our clients, our, you know, our teams, they need us, right? Uh, so it's definitely something to, to keep in mind. Um, but just because the industry is changing the way that you're operating today, though, doesn't mean that it's always going to be like that. So I'm ready and I want, I think everybody should be ready to get right back on the horse and right back onto their, their career path uh, when things start to subside, hopefully by next year. Uh, and we could start going back to, you know, a somewhat quote unquote normal uh, existence, you know, of, in terms of like not having a pandemic that's that's affecting us. Right. Um, but the other thing I've noticed, too, about this industry, this industry shift is there seems to be a lot more focus on product in a lot of places. Uh, and I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that product designers work a lot in iterations in testing uh, and they, you know, can prove that there was an uptick in, you know, X, Y, Z, and that this can generate, you know, an estimated so much revenue. Uh, and, and this is just me looking at the broad spectrum of product designers, right? And I think now because companies are so hyper-focused on revenue and trying to make money so that they can actually survive, uh, you know, that 
you know, they're really looking at who's contributing the most value, who is innovating, who is bringing change that is bringing positive revenue to the company. And a lot of that is, you know, obviously not just the product designers, it's the whole product team, you know, the product managers, the researchers, you know, it's all of us, right, that are, that are doing that. Um, and I know some of you that are in marketing right now are thinking, well, marketing does that too. And I'm like, I know, like, I definitely know. I think in most cases, though, at most companies, marketing doesn't prove that enough. And uh, so, you know, people, for some reason, they still cut marketing way too early in a time, especially when they really need it, right? They, they need some good, clever, positive, you know, uh, gritty marketing really to help get them out of this pandemic and to tell people that, you know, it's safe to shop at our stores or we have this online option now and, and so on and so forth. Uh, so th that also brings me to the fact too that I've noticed a lot of agencies that are suffering and agencies were not doing so well before the pandemic. And I don't know how they're going to really survive after the pandemic. I mean, in-house teams are on the rise. They just are, right? It's not a secret. Okay. Now I still like agencies. I like the new perspectives that they bring. I like the outside look and, and I, I've enjoyed working with a lot of agencies as the client, the in-house client that's partnered up with agencies. But I do feel like it is something, and you can fight me on this. It's fine. You know, and I, I know it's going to be, you know, this is going to be an unpopular opinion, but I feel like agencies are definitely a dying breed. And I think companies, especially big companies, are just even smaller, like medium-sized companies, they are bringing this stuff in-house and they're finding way more value to have it in-house. It's also a lot cheaper to bring it in-house um, in the long run. It really is. Uh, so, you know, it, it, I, I don't know what the agency world is going to be like afterwards, but I suspect it's going to be forever changed. I suspect that it's going to be forever not the same and probably it's going to be rough. You know, I think, I think the agencies that are, are very data-driven, the agencies that are very diversified in their offerings, you know, um, and offer great stuff, not just branding, not just, you know, great creative work, but also great, you know, strategic work, they'll probably be okay. You know, and, and looking at like the Phoenix area, for instance, I think there's a lot of agencies like that here in Phoenix, especially the bigger ones that they are definitely focused on like, the actual revenue and results uh, of, of the work that they do, right? Uh, and they have enough of a diversified portfolio of not just clients, but also they have a diversified portfolio of, of offerings too. So they should be okay. But it's I think it's more or less the, the boutique agencies that worry me. And of course, I, I also worry about the freelancers too. But again, freelancers can always be brought in-house on a contract, which seems to be very popular right now. Um, because nobody really wants to fully commit, it seems, to a full-time employee um, with benefits and all. Uh, but uh, so freelancers, you may actually be okay. Um, and and that actually brings me to something else too. I think not just freelancers, but like everybody in the design industry, we're seeing this huge shift uh, to work from home. And that work from home environment, I think is something that we should be embracing. Uh, and this is coming from somebody who absolutely hated working from home before the pandemic. And when I say I hated working from home, I I mean, I really did not like it. And it's not, I actually didn't mind, I wanna clarify, I don't mind and I never minded when other people wanted to work from home. But for me personally, I just thrive 
on being in the office, surrounded by people, being able to just turn my chair and ask somebody a question, to actually be able to hang out with my coworkers. Uh, and, and, and the more you get into product design, obviously whiteboarding sessions and things like that are much easier when you're there in person. And so for me, I, I very rarely ever worked from home. When I did, you know, yeah, I was productive, but I just, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I wanted myself, I wanted my people, right? Uh, but this year, we didn't have a choice, did we, right? A lot of us did not have a choice. Uh, we, you know, our offices closed down. We were immediately told we had to work from home. What we thought was just going to be a few weeks ended up being a few months to a year, maybe more. I don't know. For some of us, I know the bigger tech companies um, are now doing permanent options to work from home. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised uh, if we see more and more of that. Uh, so, you know, but because of having to be thrusted into this, and I think because of being thrusted into it with just about everybody else in the world, uh, I learned to actually really like working from home. Uh, I have my setup now. I have my routine now. Uh, I have gotten so used to this weird virtual world we all live in that I've adapted to being able to work you know, remotely, but I've also learned to do some things like not let my job be the center of my world, which is weird for me because anybody that knows me knows that the most important thing basically that has been in my life for the past decade or more really has been my career. I care so much about what I do. A lot of us designers do, right? We care a lot about what we do the work we do, the people we design for. And, uh, you know, it, it's not just about like climbing up the ladder either. It's, it's about growing and learning. Um, at least for me, it is, you know, like I, I, if I'm not learning something new, then I'm failing, right? If I'm not out of my comfort zone, then I'm failing. If I'm not, you know, you know, getting a new skill or, or, you know, working on a portfolio worthy project, then I'm, I'm failing. And, uh, so for me, you know, I've learned during this, during this work from home environment that like you, you, number one, you got to focus on yourself. You know, I mean, our, our, our mental health, especially in 2020 is unbelievably important. Uh, you know, I mentioned earlier about how I started Twitch streaming and how it made me feel less lonely, right? Uh, as weird as that sounds, uh, you know, but I started playing during my lunch breaks. I started forcing myself to take a half hour lunch break. Uh, cause normally I'm that person that at the office, I take maybe a five, 10 minute lunch break, maybe 15 at the most, but I usually eat lunch at my desk and I'm talking and hanging out with my coworkers at the same time, right? I very rarely, uh, you know, would spend time to actually take a break. Um, of course, then, and, and I think a lot of us may have realized this, when you're in the office, you do tend to take a few more breaks. You tend to have those little side conversations and the idle chit chat, um, but we, we don't have that necessarily at home, especially for us single people that live by ourselves. It's a very lonely existence. It's super lonely uh, and it's not very fun. Uh, so, you know, we just work, 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 work. Uh, and so I forced myself to kind of have a routine to, uh, you know, still get dressed for work every day like I was going to the office. The only difference is I don't wear shoes all day. <laughs> you know, I'm barefoot all day long, uh, but everything else is what I would normally wear to the office. Uh, and I still have my normal like hourly schedule. I just have added like a half hour from lunch now. And, you know, it, it, it's kind of gotten me to really appreciate that work from home environment a little bit more. But 
I still would prefer to be in the office a few times here and there. And I think that, I think for me, what would be nice is I wouldn't mind working from home 100% of the time and being a 100% remote designer. If I knew like once or a couple times a month, I was going to be traveling to an office or traveling to, you know, join the research team on something, you know, or whatever it may be, uh, you know, if, if that was still happening and if I, or if I could work from a coffee shop down the street that, you know, I really like, uh, you know, I think it would be even more like better. In fact, I'm actually really looking forward to that. Like next year when things start really opening up and it's safe uh, to actually go work like from a coffee shop for the afternoon or something. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's definitely uh, something that, that will make this whole work from home situation better. Right. But it's not that bad. And so because of this, it, I think a lot of people are forgetting this opens up opportunities for us designers. You know, finally, people are letting us work from home. You know, finally, people are realizing we can actually do our jobs from anywhere in the world. Okay, time differences might be a little bit of a tricky situation if you're far enough away from headquarters, right? But why can't you just live in another state and or another country uh, and, and work for the same company? You know, so... When you're looking, I know a lot of you are looking for jobs right now. I've been trying to help and find jobs for people too, uh, and kind of sending stuff to you know designers and other people in product. Uh, you know, to me, it, it's like don't just limit yourself to where you're at right now. Uh, make sure that you're thinking bigger, right? Thinking that you could take a job for a company in Silicon Valley and not have to live in Silicon Valley. You know, in fact, there's kind of like this mass exodus. It seems to be a thing on Twitter where everybody's leaving L.A. and, and the Bay Area uh, and they're moving to cheaper areas because they can do that, you know, because the companies are like, look, you can work from home now 100 percent of the time if you want. Uh, and especially designers are taking advantage of that. Right. But that doesn't mean that it's it's easier uh, for us to do. It. I mean, we, we do have to adapt quite a bit. Uh, and I've learned of some ways to adapt that I'll get to here in a minute, but it, it's definitely a, a game changer because your possibilities just opened up so much. And I know some people, you're still like me when, you know, a few months ago where, you know, you just don't want to work from home. You know, oh, I want my people time. I want my people time. Um, I think you'll find that the work from home environment is is just as good as the work from office environment in some cases. Um, and I think this is the perspective of somebody that just changed their career, like, you know, a little less than three years ago, uh, that I'm still learning about product. I still need to feed and learn and thrive on getting information and being around others in the product world so I can continue to grow as a product designer and instead of being, you know, just a, a glorified graphic designer, right? Um, and I, you know, that's definitely slowed down, I think, because of the work from home environment, but there's still like opportunities and ways that you can continue to learn. So one of the things that I like to do is anytime somebody invites me to a Zoom meeting, like I am on that, right? If, especially if it's somebody in product, right? If you're in product or your development, whatever it may be, and you are like, well, you know, if you want to, you can join us. I'm there, right? Like I want to be there because I want to see how you're operating. I want to see how this project is, is structured. I want to see the process that the other designers are going through. You know, I've jumped in on a few meetings with other designers just to kind of listen in and hear out and, and, you know, not necessarily participate, but to learn from. 
And, uh, you know, and that's one way that you can continue to learn. If you've got your foot in the door somewhere with some great product designers, then you can, and and really just a great product team overall, you can really learn a lot still from working from home. You know, I don't think it's going to be as much and as fast and as like, you know, just a baptism by fire, like it would be if you were in the office with these people, but it's definitely possible to continue to learn. It, it, It absolutely is. Um, but it is important. I'll go back to this. It is important to take care of yourself. Take care of your well-being. You know, this is a weird time for all of us, right? There's one thing I've learned this year. It's that social isolation is not just for senior citizens anymore, right? I used to work designing for senior citizens. Social isolation was a thing that we were really trying to solve for seniors at the previous company I was at. And it was something I really cared a lot about because I'd seen it firsthand. But now I think a lot of us are experiencing social isolation ourselves, no matter what our age is, you know, especially again, back to us single people. Uh, I have experienced massive social isolation this year. Uh, It has been really, really rough, like rough to the point where I'm actually considering like just signing up to get like a therapist on one of those, like, uh, I think it's Talkspace or something like that, one of those apps. Uh, just to be able to kind of talk through and work through these emotions. Um, But also I happen to have a lot of really good friends now. Um, Not now, but I have a lot of really good friends. And then I have some new friends from these video games that like we've just entrusted, you know, a lot of stuff with each other and um, have helped helped each other a lot through this time. Uh, But uh, the thing is like, you have to take care of your well-being and and it's, you shouldn't be ashamed to do that. And I know like there is always that that fear of like you got to prove you're working, you got to prove you're working, you got to prove you're working. Well, companies are starting to shift, they're starting to change, they're they're starting to realize that it's the outcome and the final work that is the most important thing, not how many hours a day that you're actually clocking in. Now I'm still definitely clocking in like eight hours a day, sometimes more, but I'm not so hyper focused on like keeping my status, you know, 100%, you know, uh, available, right? If I'm sketching on my iPad on my couch and my, you know, my team status goes to away, I don't worry about it. You know why? Because I'll get back to that when I'm done working on the sketching and stuff and planning and the notes or the research that I'm going through for a certain project, right? Um, If I need to go make a coffee, like I don't keep my phone with me or keep my computer with me. So I'm always checking in on messages and emails. I take that five to 10 minute break, you know, and I might do that, you know, two or three times a day. Um, And and what I've learned is not just where I'm at now, but I, you know, in talking with other people, especially other designers, we're all learning to do that a little more. We're all learning to relax a little bit and take care of ourselves because that's what you have to do when you work from home. That is what you have to do when you're cooped up in an apartment or a house all day long, right? Um, And even when things get out of this pandemic, I think the working from home environment will still be similar to what it is today. The only difference is we'll be able to work, like I said, from like a coffee shop, or we'll be able to actually go outside and exercise, or we'll be able to meet our coworkers at a bar after work, right? I can't wait to do that. I cannot wait to meet my coworkers. Um, And I say that because I'm in the unique situation where I literally started a new job the month and really week that most companies went on lockdown and everybody had to work from home. So I started a new job in March. I still have not worked in that office. In fact, I may never work in that office because a new one's being built. So I, I've, I still haven't met 
probably 80% of my coworkers. I'd met, fortunately I met my immediate design team and a few product people during my interviews um, a few weeks before I took the job, uh, but it was really brief and I really never got to, to know people that well in person. And I still only know people through Zoom calls and their profile pictures on Outlook. Like it's, it's very, very difficult to actually like put a face to the name when it's all virtual, but I've been 100% remote. And this is something I never would have entertained before, ever, ever. You know, I saw remote positions that were 100% remote and I was like, no way, not doing that. Well, guess what? I was thrusted into one. I had to do a digital onboarding session, right? With uh, 15 other people that were also hired on it at that time. And it actually went really, really well. Um, and it was actually a lot of fun. And of course it was in the beginning of the pandemic. So a lot of us were still like, you know, all like, we're in that honeymoon phase, right? Of like working from home, like this is cool. Um, but you know, it, it's 100% possible. And so my whole perspective of working from home as a designer has totally changed, totally changed. Um, and when it comes to collaboration, I think I'm still trying to learn how to do that. Like I have been blessed enough to have a very communicative uh, team. You know, we are not afraid to jump on video calls. We're not afraid to message each other. We also don't get upset if we don't reply right away. Um, you know, I've, I've worked at places in the past where I know people have worked from home like a day or here, you know, and, and like, you know, other teams might get like super upset because somebody's not replying right away. So they go walk over to somebody's desk and they're like, I need this right now. That's not the case anymore. Um, and, uh, and people are just very much more forgiving. You're like, okay, look, they're probably working on something. Or if they have a family, uh, they're probably helping their kids with their schoolwork or they're helping their significant other with, you know, dinner or something like our lunch or whatever it may be, um, or their dog needs to go out, whatever, whatever it is, right? Uh, we have lives, right? Uh, so it, it's, it's kind of humanized us a little bit more, I think, too, um, where we're not, we're realizing like now we're actually in each other's personal lives a little bit more because of the work from home environment that we're kind of, we're kind of humanized. So anyway, uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's not ideal, but it, it's 100% okay with me now. Um, I'm like, I'm totally fine with it. Uh, and, uh, and, and I think if you are in the job market right now, if you, if you unfortunately lost your job, I, beg of you like don't let work from home be a def like a deterrent for you and if you're new to your career even if you're fresh out of school do not let working from home and a hundred percent remote job deter you from taking what is potentially a really good job because we as a as a society have learned to adapt to this environment um so there's no excuses anymore you know, and, and it's, it's totally fine. And it's going to be even better when we can actually get out and meet each other, you know? So you won't be stuck at home all the time. So keep that in mind too. Take the job now and, uh, you know, in another year when you can start safely, safely flying again, uh, then, you know, you'll see your, you'll see your people, you'll see your coworkers, you'll see the office, you know, if it's on the other side of town or if it's on the other side of the country or other side of the world, it, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, so, it's just, it's very, very interesting to me though. Just, just, I never thought in a million years that I would like working from home. Um, oh, so collaboration though. So how have I collaborated? That's where I was going a, a few minutes ago. So collaboration, how have I learned to collaborate with my coworkers as a designer? And, and again, it's been Zoom calls. It's been constant communication through Teams, being forgiving when people aren't like responding right away. Um, I've also like really resurrected uh, Envision Freehand. I think other, uh, 
tools like I think Mural is one of them. Uh, you know, they're becoming more and more popular uh, and just kind of an option of like, how do we sketch together? How do we draw together? How do we whiteboard together? Um, PowerPoints are like surprisingly becoming more and more of an easy way to just like gather stuff for review and send it out. And then everybody can live like in person, not in person, but live uh, and at the same time comment and add and change things in PowerPoint, you know, on, on Office 365 or whatever. And I hate PowerPoint, but I've learned to like it a lot more lately as like a useful productivity tool. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's, there's a couple ways to, to adapt to it. The other things I've done too is like, I've just been on a video call while designing stuff, you know, um, to just in a way almost hang out, but also just kind of like, you know, hey, I'm putting this together. Hey, let me share my screen real quick and then share your screen. Oh yeah, that's cool. What about, what if we did this? You know, and then, you know, okay, cool. And then we edit and then, you know, and it may not be like the final design by the time I'm done with it. And, you know, or, you know, granted it's, you know, a lot of visual design stuff I've been doing personally lately, but, um, you know, it's, it's at least like you're kind of there working together. You're kind of side by side together. Um, and, and that's, that's really helpful. It's really nice actually. Uh, but, you know, I think the, the idea that you're going to have these perfect whiteboarding sessions, that you're going to have these perfect like journey mapping sessions, it's just not possible. Um, right now as it, you know, not at the same, the same level in the same spectrum in, in my opinion. Uh, I think it's still it's still possible, but it's not not at, not at like the caliber that we would see in an office. Um, and I think it definitely takes a little bit more time, right? Like especially if you have people in different time zones. Like I have people I work with on the East Coast, and then I'm here on the West Coast, and of course we're three hours behind because you know we're on California time right now here in Arizona. So uh, you know it's it's definitely shifted a few things, um, but I do feel like. And it's not just in the design industry, but really overall companies have become more relaxed and forgiving, even though they are on edge and they're trying to generate revenue and they're trying to keep their heads above water. A lot of companies I feel like have become very, very empathetic and, and understanding that things are going to slow down a little bit. I also have seen on LinkedIn a couple times, um, people have realized, holy shit, people are way more productive when they work from home and it's continued. It's not just that we were super productive in the beginning of this pandemic, but overall we're more productive when we're home. And I do feel like some people are just overworking themselves, but other people are realizing, wait, I don't have the like flyby like interruptions. I can control when people interrupt my time by muting notifications or closing apps and things like that. Right. Uh, having your focus time, people respect that a lot more. Um, people are, are more lenient on not getting something like right away. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's definitely a, a situation where, you know, people are just much, much more productive now. Um, and, and I think a lot of it has to do too with the fact that we just don't have commutes. Like I never realized how much my commute sucked the life out of me. Uh, you know, that morning commute, as much as I loved my me time in my car with my audiobooks, uh, yeah, I mean, I like being able to sleep in a little bit. I like being able to watch the morning news and then just literally walk three feet over to my desk and uh, get to work. Uh, and I like that at the end of the day, I'm already home. You know, I can go exercise. I'm not exhausted from the drive. I'm not frustrated and stressed out from the commute. Uh, you know, especially those of you that were in public, you know, using public transportation that could take even longer. Uh, you know, so I think it's that has a big factor in it too, but it's just, I don't know, overall, like, 
you know, maybe we just have less distractions, especially as designers. Uh, so that's why we're more productive and we're maybe producing better work. Um, but it's still not easy, though. I think I, I, I do feel like, you know, for a lot of people, and I'm curious, you know, for everybody that listens to this, you know, let me know, like, what do you prefer, you know, personally? Do you do you think a 100% remote design position is, is cool, that, that you'd be okay with that? Or do you want more of a blend? I know personally, I'd actually really like a blend, like, you know, hey, I'd rather be in the office two days a week and then working from home three days a week or, you know, something like that. Um, or do you want to be in the office 100% of the time with everybody? Um, you know, it, pandemic aside, right? Like if there wasn't a pandemic, like when this when this is all over, you know, what what would you prefer to, to continue doing? I'm super curious, actually. So let me know. Yeah, let me know. Um, you know, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, email, whatever, whatever you want, whatever channel you can find me, you'll find me. You always find me. <laughs> so, but yeah, I think I think just working from home though is definitely uh, it's definitely changed the game, and I think it's opened up a lot more opportunities. We just have to look for them. And we have to be open to taking those. Now, despite us being way more productive than some of us have ever been in our entire careers, right? Um, I, I, I kind of want to pivot a little bit now to what I brought up at the beginning of the episode with the kind of pressure, I think, from the design community. And I, I early on in the pandemic, I saw a lot of this. I saw a lot of what I would call douche canoes of uh, people that, you know, they basically will look at, you know, something and somebody who, you know, maybe is saying, boy, I wish I you know, could do something or, uh, you know, I'm just binge watching Netflix. I'm just trying to take care of myself and cope with what's going on. And they look at those people and they say, well, you know, the only thing standing in the way of you being productive and learning something is you. And, you know, there's no excuses and, you know, everybody should be able to to do something and, and make something great and you should be bettering yourself and all this stuff. And, um, you know, and, and they're kind of, I don't know, I've, I don't know, I've seen a lot of just complete and total jerks when it comes to that kind of stuff where they just they just shame people for you know binge watching and and kind of you know maybe being a little down in the dumps but also maybe finding a little bit of relief in you know just hanging out and living that covid life right uh and uh you know it's to me i think it's it's ridiculous right like i talked about you know how i'm live streaming my journey of learning figma right that is literally the only like design thing I have done outside of my full-time job during this entire pandemic. Okay, we're what, like five, six months into this now? And I'm just now like actually like, oh, you know what, I think I'm going to learn something new, right? Um, I was taking like uh, continuing to take a few of my UX design courses on IDF and I did renew my subscription for that, but I'm giving myself a full year extra to complete that course now because I needed to take care of my mental health. And I feel like, you know, by forcing yourself to just make cool stuff and learn new things and be an entrepreneur and all this, like, you're not focusing on the most important thing first, which is yourself and your well-being, right? So find something that makes you happy. Yes, for us designers, a lot of times designing makes us happy. But when you're stuck at home and your workstation is now 1.5 1.5 feet away from your couch, right? Um, it's it's hard to unplug and, and turn off. And you can burn yourself out really easily, especially since a lot of us are finding out we're more productive. Like we're, we're continuing to work 
a lot more throughout the day because we don't have those interruptions. And so, you know, don't feel that pressure that you have to come out of this pandemic being a 110% better designer than you were before and all these new skills and certifications and, you know, oh, I went back to school online and all this stuff. Like, no, like, no, you know, oh, I did this passion project, you know, and, and look at this fully functioning, you know, app that I have now and, and all this stuff. No, like, don't listen to that, okay? Take care of yourself, okay? When you start feeling better, and this is something I learned myself. It took me about five or six months, right, before I started learning something new, right, and being quote-unquote productive, right? But I was productive with my own mental health and my own stability first, right? I took care of my, I found out how to cope with being alone 24-7, basically, by spending literally three days in my apartment, and I won't even open my front door, you know, like, I just because, like, where am I going to go, right? Um, it's 118 degrees outside, uh, can't go on a bike ride today, you know, or it's too crowded, or we just had a huge spike in cases today, I'm not, I'm not going to go out. Um, so, you know, you have, you have to learn, I had to learn to take care of myself first, okay? This pressure to always be comparing yourself to other designers, especially designers on Instagram, which seem to be the most pompous ones sometimes, uh, or you know, designers on Twitter. And let's just face it, the Twitter design community can sometimes be assholish. Um, but you know, I, I I do appreciate the motivation, you know. But there's a nicer way to deliver that, and don't shame people for taking care of themselves first. Don't shame people for being sad because it's okay to be sad. It's okay to not like this year. It's okay to think 2020 will be like, you know, the 13th floor on buildings. Like it just won't exist anymore after this year. We're just going to forget about this year. Um, but when you do take care of yourself, and when I started to take care of myself, when I started to find out that I could socialize through video games and I made new friends who I hung out with, you know, for a couple hours on the weekend through a virtual world, um, you know, as nerdy as it sounds, it helped my well-being. And I, I love those people. I love my, my friends here too that are nearby. Uh, we've also kept in touch, but we just can't hang out and do the things that we normally would. Uh, not all of them are into video games. So, you know, but I've learned to adapt. I learned to socialize in different ways. I learned to, you know, take a, a road trip this year, uh, a very safe socially distanced road trip to, you know, places that are not crowded, um, instead of doing my annual overseas international trip, mostly because Americans, we can't go to most of the countries in the world right now, um, which definitely hurts me, but I also completely 100% understand and do not blame any of the countries that are banning Americans from entering right now. I would do the same thing if I was in that country's shoes. So yeah, totally understandable. Um, but, uh, you know, I've learned to kind of just take a step back to, to take care of myself. Uh, and, you know, we may be designers, we may be creatives, we may have this pressure from the community that like, oh, we can solve all the world issues. And yes, we can have a huge impact on the world, a positive impact on the world, right? Uh, but that doesn't mean that we have to run ourselves into the ground and forget about our own mental well-being and our own, you know, emotional health and stability. Uh, so, you know, I, I think it's, it's totally fine. Don't get down on yourself. If you see other designers out there doing cool stuff on the side and, you know, using this time to learn a new skill or something or a new program, your time will come, you know, or maybe it won't. Maybe by the time the pandemic's over, then you'll have the motivation to do that again. That's okay. You're not wasting the year. You're not wasting your time. Okay. And especially if you have 
a full-time design job that you're responsible for still, or even a part-time design job, or you have freelance clients or something that you're working on, you know, that is the next priority after taking care of yourself, right? And then you can continue on to do something cool and, you know, be hands-worthy, right? Um, but, but don't get down on yourself. And I know it's hard because I've gotten down on myself too. You know, in the beginning of this, I was like, I'm going to do this and this, and I'm going to be super motivated. And I'm going to do all of my, you know, interaction design foundation courses and start a whole new one too after I complete this. And I'm like, you know what? No, like I'm struggling. Like I got to take care of me first. Like put on your own, you know, uh, mask and air supply, you know, before helping others. Right. <laughs> so, um, so, so don't, don't be ashamed of that and don't listen to those people that are going to just shun you and, and say that, oh, well, you failed because, you know, anybody can be productive during this time. It's only you getting in the way. It's like, no, no, it's it's the pandemic. It really is, you know, not to make excuse. It is the pandemic. It is the world and the state we live in. Um, but it's OK. It's OK. And you know what? Here's the other thing, too. Do not feel like you have to do something to support some sort of movement either as a designer, right? Like you don't have to design something. If you want to go out and protest instead of designing something for a protest, then go do that. You don't have to actually design something for everything that's going on. You can also do other things to support causes, to support actions, to support local businesses, to, to support Black Lives Matter. To you know, There's so much that you can do beyond just your skills as a designer. Yes, we have a unique ability and talent that we can bring that most people can't, but you need to find out what you are capable of delivering and giving. What are you capable of actually contributing right now in your current state? And if it's not a design project, then that's okay. You know, that, that uh, you know, Black Lives Matter poster and, and, and signage or stickers or whatever you're trying to create as a designer or the website you're trying to create for, you know, uh, to support, you know, local black businesses. You know, I know I've seen a couple of sites like that spawn up. I've seen Postmates actually do. I love ordering from Postmates, like curated uh, locally, you know, uh, black owned businesses. You know, that that can that can come later. There are plenty of us designers out there that are that are helping. You know, if you feel like you need to go out there and protest instead, go out and do that. Right. It's OK. You know, if you feel like you just need to work on your own friends and family and educating them and, you know, whether it be through text or Zoom calls or, you know, whatever, Facebook, whatever it may be, right? If that's your way to contribute to a cause, then do it that way, right? And don't be ashamed that it's not some cool, creative, behance-worthy thing, right? Yes, we're designers, but first and foremost, we're people. We are people, right? We've got to take care of ourselves. And I think the, the other thing I've learned, too, is to go back to the, the the video games i'm going to keep going back to that because that is something i learned is a huge creative outlet for me okay it's a it's a mental break but it's also a mental stimulation in a way too uh it, it expands my imagination it expands my my creativity because it gives me a way to get away from the design work still focus on something that's beautifully made like some amazing open virtual world that i'm hanging out with you know with, with some new friends right um but i found out that, like that's my creative outlet you know is is playing video games and and also twitch streaming them too on occasion um you know just to be able to to share those games and to share those adventures you know and uh and to take photographs in these virtual worlds like literally like virtual photography has like become a thing for me now because i just absolutely love how beautiful some of these video games are and they have photo modes and they're literally meant to be photographed and then shared uh so now now i have two separate instagram accounts uh for video games now um, one is dedicated entirely to Fallout 76. Uh, so, you know, it, it, 
it's been this outlet. You know, normally I take photos and I like to explore the real world, national parks, state parks, here, my own backyard in Arizona. Everybody that knows me personally knows that I am usually out and about every weekend at a lake in the mountains, somewhere new maybe that I found on Google Maps, and I can't really do that safely right now. So I found my outlet for photography and exploring that helped me as a designer through video games. And you may, you may not find it through video games. You may have to find it through something else. Maybe it's music, maybe it's, you know, writing, maybe it's, it's, you know, maybe it's reading for crying out loud, you know, just getting into like, you know, immersive novels or something. I don't know. There's something out there for you. It doesn't have to be, you know, dribble worthy, behance worthy, Instagram worthy. It can be just something that makes you relax, that, that opens up, frees your mind so that you can now come back later as a better and stronger designer. So that's kind of where I'm going to leave this at now. Um, and I do want to kind of close this episode uh, with a big thank you for listening if you've gotten this far. Also, if you like this episode, if you enjoyed listening to me again after a year of being off the air, and I honestly didn't think I would ever bring the podcast back, um, but I just kind of felt like it was needed, let me know. Leave a review in Apple Podcasts. That's where I'm going to kind of look. Uh, even if you don't have an Apple podcast app or an iPhone. You could still actually leave a review online uh, through Apple Podcasts, but leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Let me know if you like this podcast episode uh, and if you want more. Um, I am calling this season two because there's seasons now in Anchor. Uh, maybe I'll continue this going if, if enough of you, you know, leave reviews or message me or whatever, uh, telling me you want some more uh, episodes. I, I I've, I've, like I said, I've got a lot of time. I've taken care of my, my mental health in a way. You know, I'm still coping with it, still learning, uh, still unpacking things. Uh, but, you know, I could potentially keep a second podcast running besides the video game one that I've also been running now. Uh, so uh, just let me know. Uh, leave a nice rating and review. Uh, it, 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 and that'll be kind of my gauge uh, of whether or not uh, to keep this going. Uh, so thank you all so much for listening. And for any of you out there that need somebody to talk to, I know I posted this on LinkedIn uh, and I've, I've talked to a couple designers already, um, no matter what type of designer you are, but especially if you're in product or UX right now, uh, but if you are a graphic designer too, uh, reach out to me, um, connect with me on LinkedIn. That seems to be the best uh, option. Uh, Twitter will work too, um, you know, uh, or email chat at joshuareach.com. I will uh, check that as well. Um, but let me know if you just if you just need somebody to talk to, if you did or didn't lose your job, whatever it may be, uh, but you're struggling right now, um, I'm here for you, right? Like I, I want to help uh, as much as I can. Um, and sometimes we just need a, a, a voice to to talk to, you know, somebody to vent to, or somebody to just work things through with. Um, I'm I'm no therapist, and I can't really provide a a ton of uh, advice um, on every aspect of design, uh, but I can at least be an ear uh, to listen uh, and to help help out. So uh, don't be afraid to reach out to me. Um, and I know a couple of you I'm, I'm trying to help find as you know jobs for. I know the job market's a little rough right now. Um, I do hope that you know if you are, like I said, if you are looking for a new job, if you lost your job in this pandemic, remember that remote option. Um, you know, that 100% remote option and start expanding your search beyond your own city or your own state. Uh, so until maybe next time, <laughs> um, I might chat with you later. This is a weird, I don't know how to end this, uh, but thank you all for listening and stay safe and I'll see you maybe soon. <laughs>